2: This episode is brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese. Wisconsin, the state of cheese, makes half of the nation's specialty cheese and wins more awards than any other state or country. Our heritage and traditions, master cheesemaker program, and the American propensity for innovation all put Wisconsin on the cutting wedge of cheesemaking. With over 600 varieties of cheese to choose from and 5,500 national and international awards and counting, get ready to turn your refrigerator into a trophy case. Enjoying a Wisconsin cheese is basically like winning a gold medal in culinary achievement. Set your mind at cheese. When you bite into a wedge of Wisconsin wonderful, you know it is made with the ultimate skill and passion possible. Find your next favorite cheese at wisconsincheese.com.
1: I'm Lou Bank. I am Chop Ivan. And this is Agave Road Trip, the critically acclaimed award winning podcast that helps green gags bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits in rural Mexico. And this is the third of three parts of our sustainability miniseries. Woohoo! And they constitute that constitute our sustainability miniseries.
3: Uh, I mean, we're going to do more stuff because I really think these are too general. And I would love to get more into specifics uh, further on. But I think the question that you propose for this. Episode specifically, it's really funny. It's like after everything we've said, mm-hmm. do people care about this? Do consumers, do the people buying the spirits actually even if you do all the work, you do a gorgeous uh website with all the numbers certified by the leading scientists on the field, and everything is there, will you get more sales because you are not
1: destroying Mexico? Well, those are two different actual questions that you've asked. Okay,
3: Let's, right? take whatever so, one you, you, <laughs> you
1: prefer. <laughs> well, well, so so, right? Like the, the, the this whole series was actually sparked by a uh, uh, an article in Seven Fifty Daily recently um, that the the, the the title of which was "How to Optimize Your Spirit Selection for Sales," and. Yeah. Yeah. And there was um one of the things that you could do to optimize your your spirit selection for sales um is to uh, uh to include sustainability as a core tenant of your marketing. So to to say drink
3: this because this is green.
1: <laughs> but yeah not like chartreuse green but yes in oh. essence that mm, 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 and mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and so the they they quoted uh this this research study from iwsr which very specifically focuses on the spirits industry i don't know what the letters stand for i tried to figure it out from their website but i couldn't and we'll put a link to this up there but um but they had a study in 2022 called Key Trends Driving the Global Beverage Alcohol Industry in 2022. And one of them was sustainability, I'm guessing. Yeah. So, um, so what it said was that nearly half of all alcohol consumers say sustainability practices influence whether they buy from a company or not. Oh, I,
3: I mean, that's so bizarre to me because from all the industries that I've ever done research about, mm-hmm. I don't think that I've ever seen a group of industries that have worse websites. <laughs> well, <laughs> even, on, even, what is... even, even really large, yep. uh, like tequila or mezcal or rum brands, you go to yep. their website and it looks like a teenager put it together.
1: Are, are you saying that basically um, if sustainability were an issue driving sales, that they should do a better job of telling their sustainability stories?
3: Well, if they ever, if they did, uh, like, I mean, their web, like, even if you go to a bunch of, I mean, go to like even Diplomaticos website, like just big, big brands, mm-hmm. even their, their most basic stuff of their process is hard to find on their websites, and then on top of their social responsibility or sustainability practices, I mean, mm-hmm. I went to the Terra Mana One, and the only mm-hmm. thing they say is that uh, they donate bottles for NGOs if they do an event. Okay, and, which,
1: is, which is the case with most spirit brands, yeah, honestly. So, so yeah.
3: And, I, and I, I would like to think that they do other stuff, but it's absolutely
1: not present, at least on their, on their websites. Right, right. But, you know, but it, in essence, what you're saying is nobody's telling that story. And therefore it can't be, but I, you know, I'd say, I'd say some people are telling that story and it's rarely the best-selling brands that are. I don't think consumers, like to say nearly half of all alcohol consumers say sustainability practices influence whether they buy from a company or not is patently ridiculous.
3: Well, maybe it's just, if you ask that question to not only alcohol, but humans in general, Mm-hmm. Well, do you care about something not destroying the world? <laughs> yes, of course I do. Like oh, I mean D- could, oh. Who's gonna answer? Like who's gonna answer? No, like, right. gonna answer no? I, which, w- I wanted to. Which is
1: which is sort of my point. It's why I you know I've never believed in focus group marketing. I think it's all bullshit nonsense that people will say what they think you want to hear um, in in any one of these situations, or they'll say what they actually think they believe, which is really different than what they do. What their actual behavior is when they're standing in that grocery store aisle.
3: Yes. I mean, I was, uh, believe it or not, I bought the Harvard Business School magazine when I was at the airport because I was uh, bored out of my mind. I was like, this, this looks like something bizarre to do. And uh, they had this whole argument about how bad reviews can actually
1: foster sales for a company. <laughs> which which is the whole marketing campaign behind Malort. Exactly. So,
3: well, well, no, no, Malort <laughs> does does it differently. But uh, what they were saying is that somehow, and, and I, I think this is going to touch on, on the sustainability part, but that somehow the identities of people have become really merged with certain brands a lot of the way that people build their personalities are sometimes attached to certain brands. And if somebody attacks that brand, that they, they feel defensive because they're not attacking the brand, they're attacking them. So they're oh, more prompt to buying something to support the brand, to defend it from those terrible people that don't like it. Uh, I think that maybe that is a... Uh, a f- like, I was complaining a little bit about alcohol websites, right? And I think it's because most of them are, like, uh, managed by older people. But then I look into the seltzer stuff, like a lot of the hard seltzer stuff, that it's, like, yeah. clearly younger people doing that. And their websites are way better. They have more information. They talk about the properties of the seltzer and whatnot. So I think that younger generations are asking more Questions about the stuff they're consuming because it's such a part of how they build their personalities. I mean, including me,
1: to be absolutely honest. Okay, but but the fact that you do it and some others do it you, is not evidence that half the consumers actually care. So let's 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 look at hard seltzer, right? You and I both know the best-selling brand of hard seltzer, right? Uh, which one is it? I'm not White sure. Claw. Is it? That's it. White Claw. Uh, so I just now pulled up, as you and I are talking, oh, I Lord. pulled up the White Claw website. And the options uh, in the menu are buy now, flavors, <laughs> new, tour, deep dive, events, FAQs, contacts. So let's assume deep dive is going to be the thing that talks about sustainability, shall we? Uh,
3: I love it. Yes, let's
1: do that. (laughs) Okay, I click on it. Deep dive. White Claw presents Deep Dive. There are those who bring the wave in life, never backing down from a challenge, seizing every opportunity. This all-new series goes deeper into the lives of pure optimism one question at a time. So it looks like it's just a series... A, oh, boy. A series of documentaries about pro-skimboarder Blair Conklin, eco-board shaper Ryan Harris. Okay, so that's clearly not going to be their, their sustainability story. Let's look at FAQs. Frequently asked questions. How can we help you today? What are the ingredients in nutrition? What are the ingredients in nutrition? Where to buy... Where can I buy? About us. How can I invest in the company? Sponsorships.
3: (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Do you understand my point, Java? Yes. They have the best-selling brand of uh, a very hot category of alcohol right now. Which
1: is slowing down, frankly. But You cannot
3: find uh, the word sustainability on their website.
1: No, you can't. And, and, and... I think then that begs the question if this is not a needle that if this does not move the needle for um uh, for sales is there a reason to do it well first you know first cuz this is sort of how you ask the two questions I would argue it does actually change sales for some brands Right, Because there's absolutely a group of consumers, I don't know how large it is, certainly not half the consumers, but there is a group of consumers that want to feel like their consumption is, well, they want to feel that their consumption isn't making a negative impact on the uh, the environment, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's going to be making some level of negative impact as we've talked about, but if you can minimize that impact, like, I think they feel good about that. So I think. We feel better. Yeah, Yeah. 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 So I think like you could be the alternative to White Claw and, you know, the, the person who's drinking that alternative that is more sustainable, maybe feels good about that purchase, better about that purchase. I think that's, that's, that's certainly true. Okay. And okay. then but but you know, I I think I think more than that, at the end of the day, why do companies do this? I I'd like to think it's because they want like, companies, you know, not like the way the Supreme Court says it, but companies are people. Hmm. Right. I'm not saying that a company is a person, but I am saying that companies are comprised of individuals. I don't care how big White Claw is, it's not run by a computer. It's run by individuals. That and individuals at, of, that we know of. <laughs> that we know, I'm sure. But individuals at the end of the day need to go to sleep. And, you know, a lot of people, they're not, they're not going to be focused on uh, their impact on the environment, their impact on other human beings, their impact on nature, on animals. They're not. But a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. And, it- and so, you know, I think a lot of people, certainly I would, I would argue that the, the people that we know who donate to sacred... Mm-hmm. And, right, that, that, I mean, whether we're talking individuals or we're talking uh, the corporations, which, again, are made up of a bunch of people, all of the people that we talk to who make donations to Sacred do it because they really care
3: about it. Yeah, and I think it's over the top cynical to, to suggest that companies would only do stuff because it's going to drive them to
1: have better sales. I think I, I would argue in some cases, in fact, like doing stuff like like funding programs that we do through sacred um, puts uh, them in a spot that it's yeah, just a spotlight that, that gives people a way to attack them. And I think I think sometimes they'd be better off in terms of their actual marketing, better off not giving to sacred and they still do it, recognizing that they're going to get attacked for doing it. Yeah, and to be absolutely
3: honest, I've always been a, a tremendous optimist about that. Like I, I I've I've worked with mostly very small institutions in my life. I've never worked with a very large scale entity. Besides but, this
1: podcast.
3: Yeah, because we have <laughs> millions of dollars behind us. Agave
1: <laughs> Road Trip Incorporated. <laughs> but uh but yeah, like I
3: even even the most brutally pragmatic business people that I've ever met, they they feel like you know they they're, they're, they feel stuff, they see stuff, they they even even if they sometimes even want their pragmatism to win any emotional battle, that's that's just not possible. And I actually I found that some of these very brutal pragmatic people are just they're nice kids because they're so pragmatic that they don't want to destroy stuff. Sometimes they just don't have the options or they haven't found a better way to do what they're doing. But, you know, like if you're a person that it's that gets a lot of uh, happiness out of accomplishing stuff, you want to accomplish more, create more value in every way, shape or form. And I, and I, And I at least, or maybe I've been super lucky, but a bunch of these people that have like larger capacities of making decisions or more money to throw... I found that they are really driven by creation of, of a broader value.
1: Yeah, you know, I in general I'd agree with that. I, I, I apparently have had um, contact with a broader swath of people than what? you have, because I've certainly <laughs> yes, met yes, some yes, 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 who, who didn't care. But, <laughs> but you know, to to your point, I think to your point, um, you know, I've met so many people. It's easy, it's easy to be overwhelmed by the challenges that face us as a species, right? It's really easy to be overwhelmed as we talk about, as I say to you, nothing is sustainable. We all need to be subsistence farmers, uh-huh. and we're not going to be, and so we're on a path to doom. It's, it's easy to, to, to give in to that negative, but the truth is, you know, I think about all of the people who I've met, to your point, that just our, our leaders in industry and want to make things better and put their money where their mouth is. And that gives me hope that, you know, that we're going to find our way out of this, this mess, this, this, well, this whole, this path that we're on, because we have to, because we, we have, have to. Yeah. You know, in fact, it's funny, as you were speaking, um, uh, do you remember, our, of course you remember, our conversation with um, Alberto? I don't remember his last name. Do you, or does Dan, Future Chava remember from uh, the know? We can gnome. just refer to him as, as Alberto, the guy that is to to run the noms in Mexico. I think that's fine. Yeah, like 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 I'm I'm thinking about him and how um, uh, that whole campaign that was about you can't call our spirit comil. That's not a word that we use, and, and like and he was really under attack for that. But the conversation we have with him, he's like. I just felt like these people who weren't part of this and didn't want to be part of this should have a word like it was really it was you know really... in order
3: in order to have more resources to market that, have more <laughs> eyes on it, have more income for them, yeah, and everybody jumped like he said like i he said he felt like he was gonna be killed.
1: He's like, yeah. I have people with machetes outside of my office. <laughs> Yeah, and and you know, if you think about it, the end result is now we've got this really clunky phrase, agave spirits, that's oh. used, which sounds a lot less romantic and a lot less interesting than comil. Like, like it's 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 interesting. It, like, I think it speaks to what you're calling um, the 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 cynicism of the masses. Um, and, it, and and I would agree, like the masses tend to be cynical and the individuals that we meet within those masses always tend to be um, kind-hearted and focused on the right things, even if we may disagree in the end on what, what the strategy is to get to the right things.
3: That's a beautiful conclusion, Lou. I'm happy to finish this podcast right there.
1: No, I, I think I better shut up before I screw it up.
3: <laughs> well, Jovenlu, thanks a lot. I, I think it was very much needed for us to do this mini-series. Again, like, I think it was too general. I think we're going to come back to a bunch of this stuff. But uh, thanks. Thanks for, for making this possible, right Joven. Right back
1: at you, brother. Hasta pronto.
3: Nos vemos. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits your hosts are Lou Bank and Chava Periban. sound engineering by Roy Sierra theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at gabrielroadtrip.com. if you enjoyed this podcast please let us know and if you hated it recommend it to your enemies you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram Lou is in charge of our social media so if he happens to sound like an old man forgive him he is one Agave Road Trip is a production of 10
1: Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network.